Bass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Welcome. Episode 261 of Bass Edge Radio. Aaron, ready to get another show started? Uh, of course I am in the nice, cool weather of August. At least, not so much. Not where I'm at. But, you know what? As long as you have your MegaWare KeelGuard Keel Protector on, you can pull the boat up on the beach and do a little sunbathing like I know you do in the middle of your practice days, Kurt. And, uh, of course, it'll protect <laughs> that from the grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete boat ramps. As always, brought to you by MegaWare KeelGuard. Visit them at KeelGuard.com. Yeah, we're going to post some photos on uh, Facebook and Twitter of me sunbathing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, uh, drink in your hand. A little lounge chair there sitting on the sandy beaches of Amistad. That's it. That's it. Unfortunately, I haven't been as much to the sandy beaches of Amistad as I would like. Uh, you know, we talked about my kids camp last show and man, that went over like it was just awesome, man. Just another great deal. And right after kids camp, I jolted to iCast, which was a, a fabulous show, which we're going to talk a lot more about iCast in our next episode. So we're going to hit some things here today, but uh, we're going to really kind of dive in a little bit more to iCast in our next episode. And uh, we've got a great show coming up today. I'm really excited. There's just been a lot going on in the industry, a lot moving. The James River Open coming up or just, you know, coming off back-to-back Elite Series events. So the FLW Cup is coming right now in the next couple days. So uh, Aaron, we're just in the thick of summer, yet very, very active still in the fishing industry absolutely and it is crazy of how quickly the summers go by but one thing that i i I don't want to go into too much detail on icast but let's talk about what no one else is talking about it seems because there's this lure kurt and i'm not even going to attempt the name but evidently it's (laughs) sold out and nobody you know it's it's not getting any coverage you're exactly right it's the uh biggest anticipation i think from a lot of anglers and that is the new sprinker frog from Tekel. I actually know the designer uh, not real uh, closely, but uh, we, we chat every time we see each other, and his name is Hideki. And uh, this this particular lure, the Tekel Sprinker Frog, is being distributed by Lucky Craft. They had a, a little deal there at iCast, but uh, yes, this frog has hit the shelves in tons of places, and within days, it's gone. I mean, flat out gone. And, and why... Uh, you know, I don't want to elaborate too much, but but why is it? How does that happen in our industry? Well, basically, it was, uh, you know, the videos. You know, it's, it's all about YouTube, the videos. Hideki made a video of this frog down at El Salto last fall. Um, he started, you know, kind of starting a small push as far as media. And it's kind of, you know, gotten out there here and there. And, and uh, basically what it is, is this frog is a soft body frog with a uh, whopper plot type tail and you can reel this thing through any kind of vegetation it doesn't have treble hooks it's a hollow body frog so it's got a weedless setup so you can have basically plopper action anywhere that you want through any kind of thick vegetation around wood i mean it's a whole new setup to where we're able to produce you know this technique that's been so popular the whopper plopper in open water situations whether it be on rocky shorelines or open 
open water over top of uh, submerged grass. But now you can actually put it into the cover and have no problems working it through the cover. So we're able to put a lure that's been very, very effective into new territory. So um, that's that's basically what the sprinker is, the Tekel sprinker. You said it. There hasn't been a ton of media on how fast this thing's blowing off the shelves, but people in the know are just eating it up. And I think that the next couple shipments, which I know that there's one coming next week, um, there's going to be a couple at the end of August that uh, if you don't get with your tackle store now, you're probably not going to get one. I think there's going to be some tournaments one on this thing this fall. Certainly something you're going to see in everybody's tackle box in 2018. Well, that's exciting. Certainly cutting-edge stuff, as Bass Edge always tries to be. Thanks uh, for bringing that to the airwaves. And speaking of which, we have a lot more to bring to the airwaves. Let's take a quick break. Bass Edge Radio, we'll be right back. All right, Bass Edge Nation, it is time for the protecttheharvest.com tackle tip with FLW Touring Pro, Bass Edge host extraordinaire, kids camp lovers of all, Kurt Dove. Aaron, that was an outstanding entry. Thank you very much. Super happy to bring everyone the protecttheharvest.com tackle tip. What I want to share with everyone today is gear ratio. Really, really important. What is five to one? What's six to one? Six, three to one, seven to one, eight to one, even now nine to one. There's so many choices out there in real gear ratio. The reason for that, each one is super technique specific. You've got to be able to get the most out of your gear ratio and your reel. One of the most important techniques that this has to do with is swim bait fishing. Swim bait fishing provides a realistic technique to the fish, and we want to make sure that we're not cranking it too fast. I really prefer a five to one gear ratio versus a seven to one or eight to one. Sometimes I'll go to the six, three to one, but definitely your slower gear ratios, you're going to get a more natural action out of the bait. You're not going to be winding it too fast. So you can keep it down there in the comfort level of the fish where that strike zone is at. And it's going to be more natural. The reason why I say it's more natural is because when you're reeling a slower gear ratio, you have a little bit more of a herky jerky action on the bait rather than when you're reeling it fast because it's it's just gaining lines so fast with those seven or eight to one or even nine to one gear ratios. So keep your bait down in the strike zone. Keep it herky-jerky. The easy way to do that naturally is with a 5-to-1 gear ratio. Again, every once in a while, I'll go to that 6-3-to-1. But don't forget those high gear ratio reels. Those 8-to-1s, 9-to-1s, really important. Flipping, pitching, being able to take up that slack really fast. Get those fish coming to the boat, pulling them away from the cover. Make sure overall that you're utilizing the gear ratio properly for technique-specific circumstances in bass fishing. You're going to catch a lot more fish. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate doing this. Protecttheharvest.com tackle tip. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and Marine products, visit lucasoil.com. 
Nitro Performance Fishing Boats is now the official boat of Bass Edge Radio. Be sure to check out the Nitro Z-Series Performance Fishing Boats. The 2017 lineup features five boats ranging from 17.4 up to 21 foot 2 inches. Two new models for 2017 include the Nitro Z-17, our entry-level bass boat at 17 foot 4 inches and rated for 115 horsepower. The flagship of the Nitro lineup, the Nitro Z-21 at 21.2 in length. Its performance and fishability is unmatched. Designed with input from top elite pros like KVD, Edwin Evers, Rick Klun, and Ott Defoe. Nitro Performance Fishing Boats. Champions aren't born, they're made. Aaron, we have not talked about you much so far this episode. What have you been doing? I heard you uh, took the girls fishing recently. Tell me about that experience. It, man, it was so great to be able to do that. So long story short, obviously Maya's 13 been fishing several times for eight years that we lived on table rock lake her younger sister which is malia five years old saw all these pictures with these big bass right and so she's been begging me to get out in the boat and that's terrible that your daughter has to beg you to take in the boat but just due to life being crazy building the house finally we scheduled this date so what I did, instead of going bass fishing, and, and you know, Tanacomo is a lake that connects, right? It's the tailwaters coming out of the dam of right. Table Rock Lake that runs into then the beginning of Bull Shoals on the White River Impoundment. It's full of trout, but it also has some big bass in it. And the reason why it's full of trout is because it's the cooler water of Lake Table Rock that's coming off the bottom. So we scheduled the trip, and uh, I decided, I'm not a big trout fisherman, but talked to some guys. My buddy Matt Ells, he actually went out with us to help me. But we went through, took the ultra lights with two pound test Kurt two pound test and they were fortunately they were generating a lot of current that day put the old um, gulp uh, power bait little eggs different colored pink white and red on these tiny tiny hooks and uh, just bottom bounced as we drifted down through there and it was fantastic I didn't fish but I got to help them I got numerous videos pictures and smiles and uh man anybody that has the opportunity to do that take the kids we probably caught 35 fish in four hours that is awesome man the tanicomo somewhere you don't hear a whole lot about i think there was uh, an episode or two that uh, i've seen some guys fishing and and ladies fishing that lake but that's awesome man it sounds like a lot of fun with the kids and shoot if the water is that cold it's probably a good place to be in the summer huh oh it's fantastic and you you were running it was of course just blistering hot even at takeoff but the interesting thing was because like you said the water temperature is cooler you don't want to be swimming in it but you know how like in the in the fall when you see that fog that's coming off of the lake because the lake is warmer than the air temperature well this is reversed the water temperature is cooler than the air temperature so you have this like low-lying fog and just kind of working your way up through there you have to idle because you're fogged in but all you can see is people's heads sticking up above the fog as they're fishing so anyway it's kind of like being in Jurassic Park movie it's kind of eerie (laughs) that's awesome well you know that kind of sticks with our theme for the day uh this particular episode we've got Trey Zaldane that's going to be with us you know there's been a lot going on as far as Trey working our way into the uh fishing industry and uh you know I'd love to take a quick look back you know Bass Edge was also really helping and understanding and and looking up to the women angler years ago we had Pam Martin Wells right 
Oh, absolutely. You know, did uh, actually a couple episodes with her on the TV show. And then, of course, she's been on here numerous times. Really one of the ambassadors for the female representation. A great angler, great person. But, you know, and, and that's something I'm sensitive to, Kurt, obviously. And not to get too sentimental or make this all about the Aaron Martin show. But having two daughters and seeing how much that they enjoy that. And there is a place for the female angler and to be competitive. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we've got Kim Bain Moore, who fished the first bass Master's Classic as, you know, a female angler that fished the Bassmaster Classic through the uh, old, now defunct WBT, which Bass, you know, really tried to pioneer a woman's tour as well. Pam Martin Wells, you know, dominated the series. She won tons of money over there on the WBT. We've got uh, Christiana Bradley from Virginia, scored a top 12 a few years back at Douglas Lake. She's the highest finishing female angler in a BASS Open event. She finished fourth, just a pound and a half or two out of qualifying for a classic, which would have been super cool. So I'm um, just trying to really, you know, in this episode, bring some of the recognition to the female angler, talk to Trait, and uh, really see, you know, what her thought process is, and hopefully relay some things to uh, all the other female anglers that are out there. This is going to be a great episode. Matter of fact, Aaron, let's get Trait on the line. Let's kick this off. Trait Zaldane coming to Bass Edge Radio. Hey, you got professional angler David Mullins. This is the SLW Tour Pro Bradley Hallman. I'm professional angler John Cox. Bass Master Elite Series Angler Stephen Baby. Cliff Crochet. This is Bass Elite Angler Chris Lane. This is Bass University Pro Pete Kluzak on Bass Edge Radio. We'll be right back. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. Aaron, this should be a great look into a side of the sport you and I never really experienced. But for our female anglers out there, this is probably long awaited. Featured today in our Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight is BASS Opens angler, Trait Zaldane. Great to have you hanging with us today, Trait. I appreciate you guys having me on. We're excited, you know. Obviously, being a, a dad and having two daughters, I've got to say, you know, fishing is never one of those things that I think that we have to divide according to male or female female but we have also trait received you know several emails wanting to relate and tie in that female angler audience so that's kind of the motivation of this and, and i'm excited because first you know i want to chat about some recent success that you've had on the water and obviously as with any sport or occupation or anything that we do in life there's a learning curve and certainly there's been a learning curve there in the opens over the last several years and although in the northern open at lake oneida a few weeks ago you had a personal best finish of 41st place how did it all come together for you and what what will you take from that into the Northern Open number two on the James River this week? Yeah, so Oneida is an awesome lake, and I fished it now I think three or four times, and uh, it's to me very easy to pattern. And the more experience I got on it, the easier it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago to make just quick decisions like I've got to abandon this and go do this. That's been a huge key to me in the opens is getting this experience. You know, we don't always go back to the same bodies of water, but it seems like in the northerns, 
we have been at Oneida and now this week at the James. And so it's the same thing with the James. I feel like now I've got enough experience that when something's not working, I can completely abandon it and just trust, you know, what I know to be the James to do and just go off my instincts at that point. You know, obviously the comfortability of being able to do that is huge in this sport, especially when you get to be very familiar with waterways. You know, the longer we all fish, obviously the more we're fishing different waterways. So like you say, it's easier to make those decisions and have confidence in them. How has it been? You know, your confidence has obviously been growing and growing. I I watch your social media. I mean, it's got to be starting to feel like things are coming together. Your place in the industry has really started to cement itself. And um, now you're you're getting some momentum on the tournament side. Still, obviously, you're looking to improve and, and keep that improvement going. How does just the whole aspect of what your career is in the industry feel like at this moment? It feels pretty good. You know, obviously, it's not exactly where I want it to be um, on the fishing side, but we're getting there. And I think we're getting there because off the water, you know, I'm making a little money. So, so things are comfortable. I'm not stressed about that. Everything just, you know, your confidence grows when sponsors are are good to you and saying they're proud of you and that I'm doing my job off the water. It it makes on the water so much easier. And uh, I feel like I can just go fishing. I'm not, I'm not stressed. Like is a sponsor about to drop me. Uh, I'm not worried. How am I going to pay for a gas tomorrow? I can just go fishing. It's been pretty awesome you know, the last few months. There's definitely a a system where I think one feeds the other. You know, if if your performance is great, Mm -hmm. then the sponsors work. And if the sponsors are working through with you, then your performance tends to increase. You know, I know several female anglers and it's, it's been difficult for the female angler to kind of break into the pay line on a consistent basis at the opens. Have you been able to chat with them in the past and kind of let us know and, and the other female anglers that are listening what struggles you see that affect you most on the water? Yeah, definitely. So, I, you know, the only angler I really talk to um, that fishes on the pro side is Christiana Bradley. Uh, she fishes the Southerns, but we've never really talked about that, you know, breaking in to the check side of things. But um, the most experience I have is in the central opens. And, and I got to sit back and watch two former women's tour ladies, you know, kind of go at it. And one never really made a check. She didn't put in the long hours. You know, every time I was taking off, her boat was still there. Every time I was coming in, her boat was already there. And then the other one, you know, she made a couple of checks, but she could never seal the deal. And, and she got a lot of information. She didn't rely on herself. She was relying on other people. And and you know this, Kurt, in the opens, things change so fast. The pressure is so heavy. Uh, the weather is always changing. We fish a lot of rivers where drop, you know, the water quick, whatever. And so she was never able to adapt because she was always, you know, focused on, on the information she got and not really learning the body of water herself. And that's my biggest advice for women who want to fish the opens on the pro side. Ignore what ever dog talk and all the information all these men want to give you and just go fish yourself, go fish your stream. Yeah. You might get your butt whooped a few times, but no, you're going to learn that body of water. And the more you learn it, the more you're going to be able to adapt. And then that success is going to come. That's great advice, straight. I mean, quite honestly, whether you're male or female, you know, one thing I guess I would throw out there is that when you look at female participation in the sport, do you think that there's advantages that you as a woman have over kind of a male dominated sport? And and if so, what are those? I I mean, what are the advantages that that you would have? Because it seems like, you know, we're talking a lot about just 
disadvantages in trying to break through. But I, I also think you have some things that obviously skills that, that men don't. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously off the water, it is easier to get a sponsor if you know something about fishing as a female, you know, I almost feel sorry for you guys because the sponsor game is tough. It's hard. And it's not as easy for them to look at you guys as it is to look at a woman because there's so few of us. But on the water, you know, it's so crazy how many messages I get of people trying to give me information. And I, But I think it's kind of a hindrance, too, as a woman, you know. It's really easy to look at that information, to take it, and, and to only use that instead of focus on yourself. And, and that's something I think that really affects women because there's so many men that see you. They're like, that's a woman. I'm going to help her. You know, there's one woman here and a hundred guys, but I'm going to give her this information. I mean, one time I actually, it was too late. It was off limits, but I had a guy send me the exact spot that Cliff Crochet wanted off of at Chafalaya. Never met the guy in my life. Just sent me a screenshot on Google <laughs> Earth and said, this is, this is where you should go. This is how you get into there. And a picture of like 23 to four pound largemouth that he had caught there the day before. And I was like, I was actually sitting beside Cliff Crochet in the meeting. And I was like, you will not believe what I just got sent. And I showed it to Cliff and Cliff goes, don't go there. That's where I'm fishing. And I was like, Cliff, I would never go there. You know, it's off limits. But he totally was like, oh my gosh, that's where I'm fishing. <laughs> and, that's um, crazy. And, but it, it is absolutely crazy how much information people want to give just because you're a woman. But I'm I'm hard-headed. I don't want to hear it. If someone sends me a message like that, you know, I automatically write that area off, and I'm like, I'm not even going. You know, like, I'm going to figure this out on my own. <clears throat> right, right. That's such a great attitude to have. It's also great to hear the uh, support that, you know, the, the community, yeah. the fishing community has to want to see a female angler succeed. That's awesome. You know, sometimes we see these negative little tidbits here and there, but I think overwhelmingly the support for a female angler, specifically in our sport of bass fishing, is there. You know, we want to see the sport continue to blossom, right? You know, we want to see more anglers, mm -hmm. more young anglers, female anglers, any kind of angler, you know, just kind of be involved and enjoy the process of what bass fishing provides. So it's uh, it's actually great to hear those kind of stories, even though at times it's difficult for you probably to set aside what those are. I'm also really good friends with Christiana Bradley, and um, she's just an awesome person, and, and I'm so glad that you guys are tight. I think there's a, a way for for women anglers to kind of not not really just like stick together but but kind of work together in understanding what what it is that that needs to be done to continue to increase the uh performance level and just the overall integration of female anglers to our sport. And part of that is because you see other major sports, you know, whether it's basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever it is, there's kind of that male side and that female side. And to bring that together is super important. Obviously, Bash tried many, many years ago with the, uh, well, I say many, not, not too many, but the WBT. And, um, you know, there was a lot of female anglers that excelled with WBT, really started trying 
trying to fish the opens once the WBT kind of fell off the charts there. But it seems like we've lost some of that momentum that was gained through that programming. Um, obviously, there's still the LB, uh, I think it's the LBAA, but uh, also that seems to be struggling a little bit. So really important to keep that momentum and kind of keep the interest rolling in that. But anyway, enough with my rambling. One thing I want to say is in telling our listeners some of the opportunities about the products that you're currently working with. You know, you're doing a great job in the marketing side and not just, you know, as far as who you're working with, but products that you're bringing to the market. Can you tell us a little bit about those and how they're specifically oriented to anglers? Sure, Kurt. I've always, you know, dreamed of a, a women's rod line and uh, Wright McGill and Tackle Warehouse have kind of given me that opportunity. Um, we designed more than six, but we just brought six to the market just recently. Um, rods built for women, you know, you've got golf clubs built for women for a reason. And the same reason we built rods for women, we have a different hook set. We don't have the same power. We don't have the same stature as a man and we shouldn't, you know, and, um, I learned, you know, I had so many problems that I thought were my technique, my mechanics, when in fact, you know, I was using equipment built for a guy who, who could hook like a madman. I just can't do that. So we built a rod line. We built sunglasses too. You know, I was always wearing men's sunglasses and they somewhat worked, but they were too big for my head. And and they made me look like a very angry person. They just weren't flattering on a woman. So we built women specific sunglasses. Um, We've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline um, as this grows and, and as retailers and the manufacturers see, you know, that women are here. We're taking fishing seriously, and, and we want products that take us seriously. It's been an amazing thing to see it grow, though. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. It is good to see. Um, obviously, a couple of weeks ago at ICAST, a lot of products that, that you were discussing, we encouraged the female anglers to check those out. Trey, we're looking forward to getting in some bass fishing tips in our next segment. Bass Edge Radio will be right back. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. If it's hard to stop or you hear squealing and grinding noises during braking, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. You'll find the brake parts you need from trusted brands like BrakeBest, BrakeBest Select, and Wagner ThermoQuiet at everyday low prices. Play it safe with brake parts from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bass Edge Radio, powered by Mercury Motors, returns with pro angler Trey Zaldane and the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil high-performance marine products from real oils to two-cycle outboard oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Visit them at lucasoil.com. It works. Trey, definitely want to break down some of your favorite techniques you like to use in the summer months. We're here in August. It's getting hot and muggy. You're about to uh, plop the boat into the James and, you know, go fish this northern open. What are some of the techniques that you're going to rely on when fishing gets a little stingy this time of year? Yeah, there's two main ones, either a drop shot or some form of topwater, whether it's a spook style bait, uh, a popper or mainly a spook style bait or a frog. When it gets hot, though, like it is now and a drop shot, you know, both deep when I'm on a, a reservoir where where they get out deep or even on, you know, like here at the James uh, shallow. I, I like to flip a drop shot shallow behind people 
where it's pressured and hot, they're a little finicky. Um, it tends to get the bite, in, even in dirty water, you know, when you wouldn't expect it. Well, that's uh, certainly a deadly technique and also one of my favorites. It's funny you bring that up. And, you know, kind of switching now away from just a, a tournament day. Maybe you're having a fun day on the water or just going out to practice. Are there certain things that you like to try to improve your skill or techniques or, you know, kind of expanding on some of the things that you've already done that will help us really all become a better angler? Definitely. Um, I like to play around with knots a lot, especially leader knots. And um, you'd think, you know, oh, you've got your leader knot, you're happy with it. But I'm always trying to figure out a new knot that maybe comes through my guy a little easier, a little smaller, a little stronger. And that's something you can play around with that when you're fun fishing, it doesn't hurt if you do break your leader knot. It doesn't hurt as much. Something else I like to play around with is line sizes, you know. Um, If I can push the envelope, you know, going lighter or even heavier with a certain technique, I do that when I'm fun fishing just to see, you know, can I get away with this? What's the bait's reaction when I'm doing this? Are the fish going to react to it? You know, there's so many things you can do when you're fun fishing that maybe you don't think about, you know, because you're fun fishing, maybe sometimes we get a little lazy, but that's the time to really experiment and take your fishing to another level because there's no consequences, you know, when you lose a fish at that point. That's a really good tip right there. Also, throw this out there. There's so many baits that are coming out on the market. It's crazy. You know, my boat gets loaded. I don't know about your boat trade. I know I know, Aaron's is, is uh, loaded with all kinds of stuff, and we have a garage full of equipment, right? But how do you really dial in what baits are suitable for you and, and what baits or techniques that really you like to kind of lean on? Kind of give us some more background as far as what trait Zaldane really kind of, you know, fishing style that she has definitely so i'm a finesse fisherman first you know i've over the last five years it's just something that i put everything into so when i talk about jacking around with line sizes and stuff that that's where i do it hook sizes i I love to throw a four and a half fat robo worm everywhere i i mean if i'm catching them i'm probably (laughs) throwing it Um, and i play around with colors there too I also like to throw a crankbait, and um, when I'm fun fishing, that's when I pull out my entire box of crankbaits, and I go through every one of them, because no matter who makes the crankbait, I don't care what they say, you're going to have some that run right and some that don't, and that's your time to figure out which ones are the ones that you can rely on in a tournament situation, and which ones you just need to put to the side, you know, they don't really work right. That's great advice right there because you are absolutely correct. If it's made by humans, each one is not going to run identical by any and all means. And that's why I think, you know, a lot of us have those favorite baits, right? That always the, the crankbaits get in there and hunt and they dive and they, and they have a erratic action. And certainly uh, it's no question or no doubt of, of why those catch more fish than the other ones but let's let's go to the other end kind of of the rod the business end and maybe talk a little bit more about the mental or the emotional aspect because Trey you know many anglers have this dream a dream to achieve a goal whatever that is maybe if that's in the check line to winning angler of the year or just getting to move up to the front of the boat or maybe it's not even competition related maybe it's just being able to go out and have that confidence like you spoke of earlier to trust that instinct but keeping your drive alive and strong is is something that we all admire what advice can you provide aspiring young anglers or even other female anglers that can help keep them on track to really keep going full steam ahead. Don't give up. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Um, There will be 
people out there that will do or say things to derail you just because whatever reason, they're miserable, whatever. They see you going after your dream and they, for some reason, want to bring you down, but don't give up. If you know you have the ability, then there's no reason on this earth to give up. You gotta have thick skin, you know? If people only knew the things that have been done to me in the past. I've had fake pages made about me where people literally have told me to pretty much commit suicide. Just horrible things that have been said about me by people I've never met in my life. But I know what an angler I am. I know this is my dream and I've never, even though it hurts, I've never given up. And now I'm starting to reap the rewards. At some point, it's going to change. It's going to turn for you. And that's what you have to keep reminding yourself. This is what you're made to do. This is what you're meant to do. This is your dream. Just keep going. Do not stop. Well, you know, that's that's unfortunate. I hate that for you. And sometimes, uh, obviously, the world and people are just cruel, independent, you know, if you're male or female. But briefly, and I know we're getting short on time here, but how did you actually get involved in competitive fishing? Can you touch on that just briefly for Bass Edge Nation? Uh, definitely. My dad has fished my whole life. I've been fishing my entire life, bass fishing specifically. He was uh, in a club called the Cowtown 100. When I was growing up, he was the president. He'd won top six championships and so I was I've been around tournament fishing my whole life but it wasn't until I got older and just out of college that I said hey you know dad I, I want to go fish tournaments I want to try this and that's where it all came about you know it started with my father showing me the ropes introducing me to the sport which I think is how a lot of women get involved and then I took it and I ran with it you know I, I'm a very competitive person and I said you know I, I want more out of this I, I think I can do this well obviously you're doing it and you're getting a lot out of it that's so awesome and we need to move right into our O'Reilly Auto Parts Better Parts Better Prices Everyday Listener Question Segment. Today's question comes from Brad and he asks if you could only have five rods on the boat how would you have them set up? Real ratio lines and what baits? So my first rod uh, would definitely be my drop shot rod. I'd have a, um, a robo four and a half inch fat a uh my personal drop shot rod that on the pink rods line i'd have 15 pound cigar smackdown braid with probably an eight pound toxi leader i prefer a six pound toxi leader but you know if this is year round i'll stick with the eight just in case i'd have a frog rod with 50 pound cigar constant braid which is a little stiffer and grittier than their smackdown i like that copper's frog and they just came out with the black one I like that, not the smallest one, but it's like second smallest. That's the one I throw, you know, 99% of the time. I probably also have an unpegged quarter ounce missile baits, baby destroyer. I like it unpegged because, you know, when you're fishing shallow cover, you can drag it. It falls a certain way. It, it just gets bites that you normally wouldn't get. And that would be on 15 pound Invisex fluorocarbon in my seven foot two jig and worm rod. They're like a match made in heaven for that setup. I'd also have a six sense core X, which is or a hollow body paddle tail. You would be amazed at the amount of places you can go where they're feeding on big baits that you had no clue. I mean, I caught them on the Red River on that bait. And uh, I put that on 17-pound Invisex fluorocarbon and a uh, 7.4 flipping stick. Most of these, I run seven reels just because I would rather be able to speed it up um, and slow it down on my own. I do throw uh, a six with uh, crankbaits some, and then bigger crankbaits, I go down to a five. But I throw a seven pretty much all the time for some reason. And then my fifth rod would be a glass rod, probably my lipless crank rod, but 
I'd have something like the Six Sense Cloud Nine uh, C10 or the DT6, you know, kind of like that mid-range crankbait tied on with 12-pound fluorocarbon. Because I think if I'm wherever I'm at, I'm going to get bit on one of those rods somewhere. Well, Trey, in the 260 episodes prior to you of doing this in the lifetime of Bass Edge and the listener question, I've got to say that is probably the most transparent and detailed answer that we have ever gotten. Hats off to you. And by the way, if you don't <laughs> mind, after we're off the air, I'm going to text you and you're going to resend me that list so that I can have those on the front deck of my boat as well. But uh, <laughs> great, great job. Hey, Brad, thanks for sending in that question for Trey to answer. Fantastic question, but even better answer. Um, so be sure, you got to remember this, email us again through our website, at BassEdge.com. Click on the Claim Your Prize tab. Let us know you heard Trey answer your question on the show. Include your mailing address. And guess what? You're going to receive that O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card directly in your mailbox. And while you're on that BassEdge.com site, be sure to send in another O'Reilly Auto Parts listener question. Taking those from any listener, of course, you can email us support at BassEdge.com or submit those through the website as well. Trey, quite honestly, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I really appreciate your time. Any final thoughts or, or words for the Bass Edge audience out there before we shut this thing down? Definitely. Um, just for the women, you know, keep doing you. Keep getting after it. We're, we're starting to break through. We've got good things going for us. Everyone's watching the women, you know. No matter who you are, I promise you have eyes on you. So just stick with it, you know. This is our time right now. Awesome. Trey, I'm going to send you off with four last questions for you you ready for this yeah all right here we go what is your favorite road food oh that's easy it's beef jerky but mainly because i can feed it to nebo too so it makes it easy you know i can feed myself and my dog (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome what is the last picture you took with your phone oh my gosh i'm gonna seem obsessed with my dog is a picture of nebo i'm sure without a doubt in my mind him him probably like snuggled up in my seat or something <laughs> and what is your favorite lake? Uh, locally, Lake Bridgeport. It's uh, a smaller lake where I live or where I was born and raised in Texas. And it is a phenomenal lake that gets very little pressure. It's got it all. Deep fishing, shallow fishing, rock. It used to have grass. It's actually got large smallmouths uh, that really don't get targeted. Big striper. Uh, big hybrids. It's a pretty awesome lake. Sounds like great training ground. Who will you think first when you qualify for the Elite Series? Uh, God, but, um, you know, that's typically what I think what all fishermen say. So God, but then my husband, uh, he's definitely just been there for me. He's been there through the lows and and I can't wait for him to be there through the highs. That is awesome. Well, Trey, it's been great having you on the show. We super appreciate it. Bass Edge Radio will return right after this message. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. 
Put on the protection the pros pick. Keel Guard Keel Protectors. Kurt, again, hats off to you. A great guest, unique in topic because she's a female, but certainly not lacking by any means when it comes to content. Yeah, not at all. I mean, Trait's got it together. She's working her deal, man. There's no question about it. You've got to give all props in the world. You know, and, and it's great to hear all the positivity that surrounds her. You know, sometimes you hear uh, about some of the negativity and that type of thing. As I said at the opening of the interview, you and I have never experienced, will never experience what she goes through and what she's trying to do. And um, it's something that has not been done before. We talked a little bit in the earlier segments about some of the female angles that have had success in fishing, but I think this is the first time we've seen a female angler embrace the entire industry and, um, you know, as far as working with the sponsorships, doing the marketing, really bringing a new niche for the female angler to bass fishing. Well, and one of the things that I look at there, the industry has really been focused on getting new people involved, right? We started out the college thing early on, Bass Edge, you and I were very involved with that whole thing when it really incubated. That then spawned off, pardon the pun, the high school fishing that we're now seeing record numbers. Perhaps the next frontier is the female anglers and really getting them plugged in and creating a space for entrance into the sport. You got it, Aaron. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's an exciting time. You know, there, there's a lot of uh, new innovative stuff coming to the sport and a lot more participation, which uh, we're going to tap to some of that in, in a following episode. So hats off the trait. Wonderful interview. I enjoyed listening to her. I, I like hanging out with her. I see her at the events, obviously here and there throughout the country. And um, man, she's putting in the, the good work and I'm looking forward to watching her reap some rewards as well as every other female angler out there so um aaron it's been a great episode i've had a lot of fun a new topic as far as the female side but still bass fishing is bass fishing and gotta love providing that to our listeners right here on bass edge radio we're gonna shut this thing down episode 262 is coming up next august 15th stay with us right here bass edge radio is presented by MegaWare KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com and be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lowrance Electronics, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.